for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. Ha. Letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. Ha. Black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. He's in the zone. He's zoning. He's in his zone. <laughs> you already know. Yes, sir. What the fuck Yo. is good? Yo. What is up? Blab chatters. We heard. <laughs> Blab chatters. Uh, we are back uh, in full force. We're missing Glam. Glam. Miss uh, you, Glam. She's getting that bag. She's getting that Glam's bag getting that bag. She has, a, she has an amazing gig that she's mm-hmm. uh, at right now um, in Brooklyn. So shout to Glam. She's doing her thing. She couldn't be here today. But we are here, three of four. Uh, welcome to Blab Chat. Uh, I go by the name of Ill Mind. <laughs> That's new. That's new. Fatality. I'm using some new sound effects. Uh, my name is Ill Mind. Um, I'm here with my amazing co-hosts. It's perfection. Yes, yes, and your boy Atlas the Plug. Atlas the Plug. What's up? And uh, we are Blap Chat, man. This is a uh, all music production podcast. Um, I just want to first uh, start off by saying. Shout to and thank you to all of our listeners, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, we we've been doing this for a good amount of time. We're on our hundred and third episode. Third, three years over two yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about three years. Yeah. Hundred three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we really really appreciate you guys. So shout to all of our uh, dedicated listeners, our subscribers. Mm-hmm. If you are watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes and soon come Spotify we're mm-hmm. working on something really special with them um, thank you guys for subscribing hit that subscribe button and uh, welcome to our new listeners too you know, we have new subscribers uh, every week so uh, you know there's a good chance that if you're listening to this right now you are a music producer or a rapper mm-hmm. or a singer or an engineer or maybe just curious about music mm-hmm. and music business so that's mm-hmm. what we're here to do and uh, once again too I really want to um make a, a clear point of this you know our episodes are for the most part pretty uh, evergreen mm-hmm. so you can go back and listen to oh, yeah. our old episodes from one year two three years ago mm-hmm. we have some amazing have some stuff really man good stuff. Oh, really good we've interviewed some really good people what's your favorite interview Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What's your, we'll start with you Alice. what's your favorite uh, episode so far favorite ep- oh, man. honestly you don't have to get too honestly deep no into no it. I'm gonna be honest my, my favorite episodes believe it or not is when we have no guests and it's just us 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like we just get really deep and like we, there's no like, you know, the, you know, so where you from? How long you been doing? Right. You know, like the typical, like a lot of the stories, even though we kind of get new material out of them, a lot of the, there's only so much you can really do in an interview, but yeah. when it's just like three close friends talking, then we can really we like in our bag. hone in and get in the bag. Yeah. Baby. What about you, Perfection? Mm. What's your favorite one? My favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple that I really, really gotta pick one. Um, could put as my favorite. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say the T minus one. I mm-hmm. you guys I'm so there. pissed I wasn't I there. I wish you guys were there, but I was I'm sick. Gonna say T-. Fucking yes. dog. Yeah, just because the conversation, like it, it just flowed good. Yeah. And, like I think he was really comfortable. Yeah. And we spoke about a lot of things. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it it didn't feel like a so like you said. So where are you from? How do you? you right. Know, it, it, it was, was conversation. just like genuine and. A lot of people like like the conversation too because it did get personal, like talking yeah. about mental health and yeah. him like being honest about the fact that he's not on that team, no sleep, ten yeah. beats per mm-hmm. day, like yep. cliche shit. That I like, think he, I think hear. he confirmed a lot of uh, things that people believe in. Yeah, you know that maybe we haven't. Uh, dissected on yeah. the podcast mm-hmm. yeah and it is inspiring especially for like up and coming producers yeah. you know that are questioning themselves and, and their craft and things like that um, so I would say that one I wish you guys mm-hmm. were there yeah um, I wish Alice and Glenn were there yeah that mm-hmm. was a good one um, yeah. but I do like Ryan Leslie I was yeah you know, like, you know what I was gonna say if I had to pick one if it was a guest it was gonna be the RLS one yeah. and Brian Michael the yeah those are two of my favorites too but my number one is still RLS. Ryan Leslie yeah that was um, only one. because like he's a big homie yeah. I've learned so much from him and he, he drops so many jewels. Oh, my so God. So many jewels. Um, but technically, every episode is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, me too. You guys, yeah. Especially when it's all four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to you guys, man. Um, so go ahead and, and, you know, go back if you haven't already. Listen to our older episodes. Um, definitely worth listening to. Um, and uh, shout out to all the producers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a few really exciting things happening right now. Atlas just told us something crazy. We're not going to even spill the beans yeah, on that. Yeah. We're not even yeah, close yeah. to that. You need but a couple weeks. Trust <laughs> Give me yeah, a couple of weeks. A few I'll episodes. It. We'll talk about that, yeah. and we're going to plug away on that. Mm-hmm. But um, the the first thing I do want to mention to you guys is I'm um, doing a contest right now. Mm-hmm. Fire. Ready now? Wait, wait. Time for the PS. Because... <laughs> we'll do the whole thing. So um, I'm doing a pr- another producer contest right now. Uh, so first things first I dropped a brand new sample pack called Infinity Loops Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, the promo for it on the email or my Instagram so it's a sample pack of 20 um, uh, music loops that I composed and uh, you can get those at blapkits.com and I'm doing a contest right now where you download the kit create a beat from it and then you post it up on your Instagram and you hashtag Infinity Loops Contest uh, before July 4th, which mm-hmm. is the deadline. And on July 4th, I'm going to choose one winner. And uh, the winner will, this is a huge prize, the winner will receive a brand new pair <laughs> of head type 5 studio monitors. Wow. Courtesy, courtesy of head audio. Wow. Um, and these monitors are worth, I think they're about $800 a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wow. they're, they're very comparative to the Adams. The mm. sevens, AX sevens. So I'm going to choose one winner to receive those. Uh, my favorite beat. So if you want to enter this contest to win these motherfucking it's monitors, fire, um, go to blapkits.com. Go ahead and cop that Infinity Loops sample pack and uh, flip a beat. And uh, make sure you post it up on Instagram uh, with hashtag Infinity Loops contest before 
July 4th, mm-hmm. and uh, after July 4th, I'm going to choose a winner, and we're going to ship out a brand new pair to you guys. I personally own a pair of head monitors um, that I use at home, and they're by far my favorite monitors. Mm-hmm. I've been really loyal to Adams mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. and uh, as soon as I caught wind of head, um, I got to really know those guys, and uh, they were courteous enough to bless me with a pair mm-hmm. of head monitors, and, and it's changed my whole life. Amazing. I'm hearing frequencies that I've never heard. The low end is amazing. I don't even use my sub anymore. Wow. I don't have to. Wow. The mid-range is, is, is warm. The high end is clear, but but warm at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's very trustworthy, mm-hmm. sound, um, really, really amazing did speakers. You, were you playing? Did you have those when I was there at that yeah. time? Yeah. Were you? Were they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. even bumping them because it was late. Yeah. That's shout out to Head Audio. Yeah. yeah so good. shout to Head Audio. Um, make sure if you're a producer right now, you enter that contest. Also, you guys already know if you've been living under a rock, you probably don't know about this. Talk um, to them. But uh, I've been going to different cities every month. I'm on this little tour. Facts. In 2019, uh, every month I'm visiting different cities, and uh, I'm. Uh, getting together with a small handful of upcoming music creators so producers rappers singers engineers and we're renting out a private studio location and what happens is you come to the studio and we hang out for like four or five hours you get to play your music i'm giving you constructive criticism we're talking about your um, aspirations and what you're trying to accomplish i'm answering questions and really the big uh, thing about this event is you guys are uh, it's an opportunity for you guys to get to know each other yeah, and to, to really create a community. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just been super uh, inspiring. It's been, uh, you know, life-changing for a lot of us. And uh, I've been doing this for about two years mm-hmm. now. I've seen almost a 1,000 producers uh, in total. And uh, it's been a really fun time. I just wrapped up Germany, uh, Berlin, Germany, and mm. London. And those were so amazing. You guys Fire. are going to see video footage very soon. So if you're a music producer or a rapper or a singer or an engineer and you're interested in coming to my Pass the Aux private studio sessions I'm doing every month, all you have to do is go to illmindproducer.com. The link is also in my bio on my Instagram. And you're going to choose your city and you're going to solidify your ticket and uh, you're going to receive all the information on uh, where to meet and we're going to do it like that. So um, shout to all you guys who have been to my events. Um, They've been super life changing. Uh, This month in June, I will be in Vancouver, Seattle, Portland and San Francisco. That's in a couple weeks. That's the end of June. And then July, I'll be in Charlotte, Richmond and Norfolk. August, I'll be in Indianapolis and Detroit. Those are going to be great. September, I'll be in Philadelphia, Washington, and then I'm doing two in New York City. In October, I'll be in Denver, Las Vegas, and two in Los Angeles. And then in December, I'm doing Toronto twice, and then Montreal for the first time. Mm. I love I love Canada. Quick question: When you were over, when you were overseas, which city had uh, your best food? I know it's that's a, a hard tough one. one. Yeah. Berlin was amazing. Because I know you're a foodie, so. Berlin was amazing. London was amazing. Mm. But my favorite food is actually Barcelona. Mm. What yeah. was it? What would you have? Paella. Oh. Uh, seafood. Oh. It was, it was oh, unbelievable. Fire. Unbelievable. So uh, shout out to all the producers. If you're interested in coming, uh, go to illmindproducer.com. Can't wait to meet you. Uh, what do you guys have going on? Anything you want to want to plug, talk to the people about? I'm going to be on a panel that iStandard is doing for women. Hey. Fire. 
June 29th. Right. Oh, Women in the Music Biz. Yeah, that was fine. That's awesome. June 29th, and where is it located? I'm going to give you guys the information. Yes, they just see. sent me just everything. with the info, and this is an I standard thing? Yep. I'm going to post it on my IG. Okay. Um, so what's the gist of it? Who's invited? What so are you guys doing? Um, they partnered with um, the Scratch Academy, and it's, I, I believe it's actually going to be there um, from 12 to 6 on the 29th, <coughs> Saturday, at the Scratch DJ Academy. So they're pretty much honoring Faith Newman. Mm. So she was an A&R. She's an exec, but she was an A&R. She's the one that actually signed Nas to Columbia Records mm. and Amazing. worked on his first album. Amazing. Um, so it's going to be... Um, you know, honoring her, and then they're gonna have a panel with a couple of us. So I'm super excited. Tell them what um, the name, the, t- the name of the event is called. It's Women Who Run the Music Industry. If you check I Standards post, um, uh-huh. I believe they posted it yesterday, and it's powered by ASCAP. Okay. So you know, I'm super excited. That's Amazing. dope. Um, yeah. So if you know, if so you're interested far. in coming to that, please yeah, come. Check I'm gonna us definitely out. pull up. Yeah, I'm gonna post the info. Mm. Um, I Standard just posted it. They sent me everything. Hatch, you Amazing. know, Hatch is great. Right. Um, um, he's fam, so he he was just like, you know, you yeah, should, do this. should do this. So I'm excited, you know, just to talk to other women and to kind of hear their stories and get that inspiration as being a woman in the hip hop industry, you know, and a producer, you know. So man, I say it all the time: women run the world. Oh, yeah. facts. 100%. We ain't shit. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah ain't you shit, guys man. ain't shit. Yeah, we ain't shit. But it's we just changing the, you know, the. The industry's changing now. You see a lot of more women in power, more women being creative, and you know out here working so it's yeah. good that they're shining light on it and I'm excited to you know talk to other women and, and talk to the people that yeah, are going to be in it. the building so yeah. yeah and you know just working on music I just started working with this artist named Yahusha Kalev which yeah, I played he's you he's amazing he's, he's I gotta send you his music yeah, Josh send it heard over. it Definitely fucking amazing He's, He's just fire. great. So got some co-production. Nice. I know you guys are going to nice. have some more. Way yeah, go, I'm excited. That's he, awesome. Yeah, he, he's crazy, man. Yeah. He's like this young kid from Detroit that like moved to L.A. to make it happen. Um, and he's been grinding. And his his last tape in 2016 was great. Mm-hmm. It was so different. And, you know, when he told me to be on board with this one, I was just like, bro, like, there's no, no question. So just aside <clears> from the co-production, it's just helping him. Like, you know, we FaceTime and we on the phone. And he's like, help me with these production agreements. Yeah. Like, nice. You know, and just like helping him with. Such a yeah. good time. You know, yeah. such a good time to. And so smarty perfection. That, you yeah. know, we talk about all the time. But like getting them at this moment mm-hmm. in, in, in their life. You know, yeah. he's young, he's hungry, right. he's looking for a, a team of, like, positive yeah. go-getters, and to get yeah. you is, is great. Yeah, and he works with um, Mike Rooney, who's Corey Rooney's son. If you mm-hmm. know Corey Rooney, he's, Good. like, worked with J-Lo and mm-hmm. Mariah Carey and all, mm-hmm. all these other people. Um, so, you know, Mike, I've known Mike for a couple years, and Mike's cool with, like, Trey Songs, and nice. Mike's the one that kind of got J. Cole in his situation in the beginning mm-hmm. with Mark Pitts and stuff like that. So, you know, he's, he's in good hands with them, and, you know, I've been fucking with them for years, and he's just like, first he's like, you know, the co-production, and then he's like, can you guys master this for me? Mm-hmm. He's like, you yeah. know, I don't got the money right now. I'm like, bro, come on, yeah. you know? And, so, then, and then just snowballs from there in exactly. terms of Yeah, like, and I just, like, genuinely believe, like, his music is amazing. Yeah. You heard it. It's, it's fire. Really good. It's really good. So, you know, it's a no-brainer. So just working on that, That's you know, right. just trying to push out these beats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been a lot going on for me, a lot of transitions going on. So I'm trying to just, yeah. like, keep my head straight to kind of, like keep working and you know that's why I like the the T-minus because even mm-hmm. him saying that he needed to like 
take a break to get himself right spiritually and get his family together and Mm -hmm. everything like i get that because i feel like a lot of times you know we see in this culture and i've felt that it's like no you gotta always work 24 7 Mm -hmm. you gotta be doing something you gotta have the right mindset team no sleep and it's fucking hard i made a post about that recently yep We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that today. Atlas, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. Oh, up? man, dude. Uh, so I, I did the open mic, uh, plug up open mic um, uh, two weeks ago, which was fire. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The talent ill and perfection. Is, is there video I footage? By, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting a recap made right, right. now of it. Um, uh, Jay Jules was was there. He actually rocked out with, uh, <laughs> Jay Jules. with his, Yo, what's the name of your group again? The Original Weird Nigas. Original Weird Nigas. That's it. Uh, what's, the, what's the IG? OGWN music. Do me a favor, Josh. Yeah. Plug that in the video on the bottom. Yeah, definitely plug that in. Uh, but he performed. We had an amazing talent. I mean, like singers, rappers, producers. There was this one artist in particular. We had a uh, uh, special guest was uh, Amadeus. Um, shout out to Amadeus. Shout out to Amadeus. Um, and uh, there was this one moment. I took actually took a picture. And, I, and Josh, you know the moment I'm talking about where this girl had sang. And uh, I got to get her Instagram. You guys got to tag her. Let her know you heard about it from from Atlas from Blab Chat. But her Instagram is Shafana Morgan. It's S H A F F O N A. Shafana Morgan M O R G A N. And she went on stage and she she sang, and it was amazing, right? Wow. And then like when she was done, Amadeus comes up and he's like almost like no 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 you come back like yeah. we need more of that. Wow. And. And he stood there and she just like no hesitation like a fucking pro. She grabbed that mic and a cappella and she Killed just it. did some I mean, I got goosebumps, dude. Like wow. I literally Josh, how amazing was it? Wow. It was phenomenal. Literally, like as soon as she went off stage, I got I had to get her info. I'm like, yeah. yo, I'm working on getting her on like, you know, working on some stuff with her, but like she was amazing. Her name's Shafana Morgan. I think she actually auditioned for the voice this year. I think they she went to like she, so far, she's yeah. on it. I don't know if she made it or whatever. Amazing. But anyway, Shafana Morgan, check her out. Um, but that was plug up, open mic. It was amazing. The turnout was great. The talent was great. Um, I'm doing another one uh, next month. So if you're interested in that, uh, New York City, follow me, Atlas the Plug, A-T-L-A-S the Plug, and it's in my bio, the amazing. link. Amazing. Also, I'm doing this month, I'm doing a uh, roller disco party. I see hey. that. Yeah. <laughs> doing I'm doing, I'm doing a roller yeah, disco party. I got 300 skates on deck. Um, we're going to be um, roller skating, drinking, but drinking, you know, it's going to be in a section because you can't roller skate yeah. and drink, you know, yeah. for, for safety hazards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a roller disco. It's going to be super fun. The vibe's going to be sexy, dancing, Amazing. like just good times. So, so what made you want to do roller disco? That's interesting. I just wanted to do something different and something new. Yeah. You know, like I remember when I came up, when you would actually go to the roller spot right. yeah. and you used to like go in a circle yeah. and then they had like where the couples it's would amazing. come and like the slow music that's would come dope. on and you'd like yeah, see the shorty you had a yeah. little crush on and you're like yo let's go Alice you know what's really cool about the roller skating thing and just yeah. all the stuff you're doing yeah so obviously if you guys have followed Atlas you're you're basically taking your own advice right like you're yeah. doing everything that you're sort of saying? passionate about mm-hmm. and you're doing everything you're saying mm-hmm. you're Thank encouraging you, people to you know um, be you know be a leader within yourself and like you know start with events and right. do creative stuff and mm-hmm. get people together and you mm-hmm. know the whole studio stuff like you've mm-hmm. managed studios yep. all you know for yep. most of your adult mm-hmm. life Correct. so um 
I just think it's great, man. Thank it's you, really bro. Cool to watch. I appreciate it's, that. It's so so. Dope. I definitely want to go to this roller. Um, oh, yeah. come so I'm through. Eight and a half. Save my skates. Say no more. I got yeah. you. I get you a plus two or three. If whatever I, you yeah. need. If I sneak a little. Uh, Flask and a like, little flask. Can you just keep it quiet? Of course, bro. Okay? Come on, for you, Ill, for you, Ill, for you, Ill, no nah, problem. That's fun. We should all go to that. Yeah, it's that's good. fun. Oh, if you guys came. Oh, it's a Thursday night. It's right after Blap Chat. Oh, there you there's go. No excuse. So there's no excuse. Get, I've been wanting to like go roller skate. Yo, you know what would be fire? What? It's a, it's a it's like disco kind of themed, right? Mm -hmm. What if we came like did Blap Chat a little disco like a little? Then we went over to the. That might be pretty pretty kind of ill like like just for one episode yo for shits and giggles yo that would be little funny as shit <laughs> imagine the hell with the fro wig bell bottoms oh, yo that shit would be kind of tight though probably tight but uh but yeah so that's the 20th that's the 20th of this month 20th of this uh, month. the roller disco yeah roller disco in two weeks roller disco party if you're interested in that again go to atlas the plug on uh twitter and instagram amazing speaking of uh atlas the plug and speaking of twitter yes you mentioned this tweet that you. Oh, my tweet today. Should I read, read it? it? Read yeah. it. Let's let's talk about, about that bag. for a second because I think yeah. that's super important and it's also something that we've all been through. Yes. Yeah. We've all you know uh, made a mistake on. And yeah. So I think it's, it's worth talking about. Yeah. So on Twitter, I posted today again Atlas to plug on Twitter. Um, I wrote uh, grabbing the bag too early deflates any leverage you previously had. There's no need to grab a small bag early to, to, to then give away any percent, percentage and equity when you're better off waiting. Build up your brand and leverage so you can grab the big bag when the time is right and you own a higher percentage. And the reason why- jo Josh, can you superimpose his tweet on the video? Not now, but on the video. When, like, when we do when the- edit uh, the video, take snap and then you know do the little- Yeah. Complex. That's fire. Thing. That's fire. You know, little <laughs> yeah. screen of Atlas's Twitter and my at Atlas the plug. And then and then yeah. and then the thing and then the give me the give us. me the sound effects, Josh. Yeah. Give me everything. Josh is great. But um, but yeah, and you know the reason why I ha I have posted that because I have seen it's really sad. It's yeah. really sad. You know, I'm seeing these kids getting taken advantage of of by just older people that just know the business better. You know, these kids are very right. naive. And, you know, they just hear a publishing deal and they just want it. Yeah. Regardless of what the numbers are, you know, they think a 5K advance and a 50-50 split is like a good deal, which is very sad. Right. You know, it's like, first of all, why are you giving away half of anything? Mm-hmm to for 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 like you don't even have a catalog yet right. you know what i'm saying so it's like i think the smart thing is build up your catalog build up your leverage you know build that up and then you get the bigger bag later you know but i think what it is is these kids just don't know no better they never made any money really from music yeah. and they hear right. five thousand ten thousand they think it's a lot of money but if you think about it after taxes after paying your lawyer after paying your you're walking yeah. home with like a few G's. It's so yeah. interesting because I was at um I was in Williamsburg earlier today. Yeah. And I was having a random conversation with the bartender over at uh, uh what restaurant is that? Uh uh the shit that Nas owns. Why am I drawing sweet a blank? Chick. Sweet, sweet chick, chick, yeah. Our favorite spot. Yeah, love sweet yeah, chick. Yeah, shout out shout Nas. Shout out to Sweet Chick. Mm -hmm. And so I was there having lunch and I was talking to a bartender and uh we we're talking about real estate. And how in Brooklyn, well, all over the world, but in Brooklyn specifically, you have these real estate guys coming in and they're buying brownstones in cash. So they're coming up to these people and they're like, we'll give you, you know, 800,000 mm -hmm. cash for your home. And, you know, uh, it's hard to say no to that. Right. But then they're taking those buildings and flipping them 
and charging you know four or five six thousand dollars in rent mm-hmm. and they're they're basically making i mean three four five six ten times the amount of money they invested mm-hmm. and the people who own those buildings easily could have just held on to them and and grew their equity mm-hmm. in the beginning because they, yeah. they have ownership yeah and so i think that's very similar to what you said Absolutely. and also we talk about that a lot in the podcast mm-hmm. where ownership is a big thing and also don't get that early bag too early that small bag too early because yep. it's it the the um challenge is that it's hard to say no sometimes mm-hmm. but especially if, when you have nothing and and even yeah. for some people it's hard to say no to five thousand dollars right. or yeah. ten thousand which is right. super understandable right we've all signed something mm-hmm. uh bad in the past in the beginning, or, or at least in the beginning, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know i have mm-hmm. and if you haven't already you, you know hopefully you don't mm-hmm. but a lot of us have and so i think that's a great point mm-hmm. to bring up you know you want to think long term you you know that short bag is just it doesn't last mm-hmm. especially, especially if when you're giving up your equity yeah and then that small bag is has to last you xyz amount of years yes so what do you think is a realistic bag well for someone like that's I, per- I personally think i personally think that you ownership is the bag exactly it's really just a matter of how patient are you Mm -hmm. how long you're willing to wait and how much you're willing to work to grow that equity over time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just uh, a matter of uh, preference you know do you value longevity or do you value let me just get a bunch of money now Mm -hmm. and then and then maybe i could just flip Mm -hmm. it in some other way uh, which is also understandable. But to me, you know, my whole premise is if I know I'm going to make a certain amount of money in the next three to five years, then whatever bag you give me should be more than that. Right. Yeah, what you know, I was like, like if I know I'm going to make a million dollars in five years, that bag better be a million or more. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I think that, you know, to perfection, to answer your question, like what number is the right number? I think it really depends on Actually, my straightforward answer is a life-changing number. Yeah, mm-hmm. life-changing. It's got to be a life-changing number. Like, yeah. just like Il said, if I know over the next, you know, three years I'm going to make a million dollars, then I want. In I fact, will, I want double. That's what I'm saying. Then I'm going to want probably two or three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm giving all that to you, as opposed to I right now mm-hmm. I own it all myself. And so there's I, there's deals that meet in the middle too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you can get a bag and not have to go all in. Right. 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 You can still maintain ownership, which is also exactly yeah. So you know, I really I think a life changing number, and you know, of course, the equity is is important. You know, yeah. so it's tricky. Exactly. It's tricky again. You know, when you have no, when you again, when you don't have anything, and you're still at home in it's your mom's basement, no. and someone brings you a, you know, a like a stack like this, and gives it to you, and you mm-hmm. take it. I can't say it. You know, it's I I, I get it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like. Because right now you're looking at the bag, but it's difficult, man. So yeah. I think, again, just have an entertainment lawyer, someone you trust, and they'll tell you, they'll like, dude, don't, this is not worth yeah. it right now. Yeah, you know I, I mean? know somebody. So one, my boyfriend has always said that, like, he's like, you got to be willing to walk away from a deal right. mm-hmm. to show your value. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to walk away from that. But I do know a kid that's currently going through that where he's working and I'm gonna tell y'all really like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the black room. Mm-hmm. But he um he got people trying to take advantage of him. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. He recorded a ton of shit and he mixed a ton of shit that they're gonna majority of it was him recording the whole thing and, and they wanna producing. Own yeah, and they basically sent him a contract like this is on a gratis basis, you don't own anything, <laughs> you're not getting paid. 
and then he had Suck. someone overlook it and they was like this is terrible yeah and now Suck. they're going through the back and forth you gotta have like, a lawyer you gotta have a good lawyer to look it over mm-hmm. that's bottom line mm-hmm. uh, there's another tweet um this is a tweet that i made mm-hmm. and i definitely want you guys thoughts on it sure josh cue it up <laughs> okay so the tweet is everybody out here says to work hard people work hard every day are they happy do they feel abundant a lot don't i mm. say fuck working hard work to maximize joy it won't feel like you're working hard when you're in a state of joy and the results are greater i agree, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that. I agree. um what what are your thoughts on that my I'll, I'll give you my quick thought my thought is that anyone can work hard on anything i could and this is no disrespect to anyone working hard at a thing they don't love Mm -hmm. we've all done that we've all been there i think the goal is to work hard at the thing we love right right and that's easier said than done obviously but who's to say that the person who is scrubbing toilets 50 hours a week isn't working just as hard as the executive sitting back you know on a private jet doing what they love isn't working as hard as that person and and vice versa, Mm -hmm. you know? And obviously that person sitting on the private jet had to work hard to get to where they are. My argument is to prioritize joy before the desperation of success. And when you prioritize joy, that opens up the doorway to both joy and success mm-hmm. and abundance because you can be successful and rich and miserable and fucking as fuck. miserable 100%. and stressed out 100%. and all that and you hear those stories too many times for that to not be true mm-hmm. so what are you guys' thoughts in terms of the approach to this i agree with that i think you you know finding it's good to work hard and have joy in what you're doing because I do think when you have joy, you make better decisions, smarter decisions, mm-hmm. and you work differently. Because working hard doesn't necessarily mean working smart mm-hmm. right. or working ahead. You know, you can work hard at something, but you're not really moving forward and doing it. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I think finding joy in the things you like to do or are doing or can do right now is gonna it helps you become more successful because yeah. you just work smarter it's an important you know? step yeah i mean what about you Ed? listen i've I, it's funny because i've been on both sides of the spectrum right mm-hmm. so you know i've been there was a point where i was working in corporate america making well in six figures like yeah. chilling had oh, you were you were shit chilling. ton of money yeah single no kids Miserable as a motherfucker. You still yeah. have no kids, right? You still have no kid? kids, oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that I know of, right? <laughs> Used to have no kids. Miserable. I'm like, wait, do I not? Yo, I nah, no kids, no kids, yo. Baby shower? Baby up. shower, maybe. Yo, five-year plan, guys. <laughs> I'm on the five-year plan. So I, that's what I tell my mom and my family, five-year plan. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, had all this money. I mean, depressed, miserable. I mean, I just hated my fucking job. I right. hated it. Right. But I had like, like I just didn't want to, I hated it. Right. Then I said, fuck it fuck this shit and you know started really focusing on music and made <clears throat> no money yeah literally like no money maybe a hundred dollars a week 200 300 whatever yeah. whatever it was but i was like enjoying it yeah. i was having fun because i was doing me now fast forward three five six or seven years later 
and I'm fucking happy. Like yeah. I'm so like loving everything that I'm doing. Joy. Making what I was when I was in corporate. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I agree with you. It's like the joy thing. Oh, when you start going more into the joy lane, it opens up other things. It opens up your third like, eye. Like organically. Yeah. Like you just work and then this just pops. It's like, oh shit. It's like, how'd that happen? I don't know. I was just grinding, doing this and then it just popped up and I took advantage of it. And also too, another thing is, you know, is executing what it is. And we kind of just talked about this, like when we think of something like executing it. Mm-hmm. So like if you're having fun and you're like, and you come up with a cool idea and you're like excited about it, that's the first step. And that yeah. feels really good. But now you have to actually go do it. Yeah. And that's kind of the tricky part. I know guys, smart guys. I mean, so smart to a fault almost where they're always planning like over plan. Like I have someone who wanted to do like you know music thing with me, and we were gonna be like thing. It's been like a year and a half, and I and I get the text every like month or two. Yo, I'm just mapping it out. Yeah, just mapping it out. Still, I'm like still still talking about. I'm it. like you. That's almost a year and a half of mapping it out, and I've already progressed and done twenty different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without really planning, planning. It's more about executing and executing and learning, mm-hmm. and then you can tweak it later. But it's hard. I think right? people. I think sorry to cut you off, but I feel like people that are that over plan. I'm not saying planning is bad, mm-hmm. but I think people that overplan, overplan, yeah, are functioning off of the fear of not doing of something not going the way they want right. it to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're entering an industry where nothing goes as planned, oh, exactly. then when you overplan, you're it's a losing game. But you know, it's a the, completely losing game. So, but you know, there's a the, balance. The thing is, I'm realizing that now as being an ins- an aspiring entrepreneur. Like I still have a nine to five, right. you know, which obviously eventually I want to transition from because mm-hmm. I want to be my own boss. Of course. But financially, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. even like trying to start my my clothing line, you know, I feel like as millennials and in this day and age right now, um, with the internet and just seeing how opportunities can present themselves, we're changing the landscape of how we do things because mm-hmm. you were taught to plan, right. Yep. In school, you were taught to learn everything about what and you go need get to a job yeah. in order to make it happen. Right. So even with me, I'm like looking in depth at everything with this business line, how to create a business plan and what goes into the business plan. But then like, how am I going to budget? And then I'm like, fuck, budgeting for production is every little thing. Right. So it's like a lot that goes into it. And I'm kind of like overthinking it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, yeah, you've been here before. Right. Yeah, You've just done it. Yeah. Right. So do it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm exactly. just like, because I'm like, I start to get discouraged and I'm exactly. like, all right, all of this is just overwhelming me, but I also want to make sure that I'm prepped and I know my shit to yeah. avoid avoid any screw ups. Yeah. Right. You know? I feel like there's a sweet spot. There's a lad. There's a lad. Right. There's a, right. yeah, there's so a middle like, area. It's kind of like, do what you know. Yeah. And just do it. And you eventually you, you, it'll work out. You can't be a loose cannon all the way to right. the left. Correct. But you also can't, can't be yeah. super precise. I'm going to predict every right. single A, B, C through, through yeah. Z. There's a middle ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like yin and yang. Yeah. Right. Every, uh, every success story or I think every... Uh, every sort of like positive energetic frequency mm-hmm. in the universe sort of functions in this like little middle mm-hmm. area. Totally right. makes sense. Uh, and uh, I think that's part of it. Like, you know, of course, education, doing the research, mm-hmm. knowing, uh, anticipating certain things, knowing what to do, what not to do, what to try based off of other successes. But no, um, 
you know, no one story is alike. Right. So you really have to muster up the courage right. to tell yourself, you know what? I know X, Y, and Z, but I know that if I try something unique and mm-hmm. different, I shouldn't be afraid for the outcome. Right. Because if it doesn't work, that's going to lead me to something, something else better mm-hmm. or something wher- wherever I need to be. And if it does work, it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's tried and true, man. It's, it's, you know, I have, I'm still in communication with the guys I was in my boy band with, my r yeah. group, right? And, um, you know, they say to me, that, you know, now you got to remember when I was in the r and group, like, I was like the guy who was partying a lot, kind of not showing up to rehearsals. I was really bad at that then. Yeah. I, I ended up getting really serious like I am now. Yeah. But, you know, um, but they would, you know, they say to me, I still talk to them to this day. Uh, and Father Dude is actually one of them. And he's like, ah, you know, it's crazy. Like, you were the guy who was in the R&B group who was kind of fucking off, not taking it seriously. And then, like, where you, and now, out of all the guys in the group, you're you're probably the, you're the most successful, you know, as far as mm-hmm. in the industry goes. And, and they're like, the way you got there, though, is like, you always jumped from one thing if it didn't work you jumped from like you right. were an artist then that didn't work so you became right. managing an artist and, and that then was that your method work. and that was my method yeah. and then managing artists and then that didn't really work then you were you know you managed the studio and then you learned something from that and then you started you know uh doing events and, and i just kept like jumping jumping in but the cool thing and this is what i tell people all the time is i did it within the right. music mm-hmm. business yeah you stayed mm-hmm. in music i stayed in music the whole 15, Why? 20 because years you're passionate about it because i right. love music exactly joy. Joy. about the joy exactly there you go yeah, yeah. I like I used to go to the studio for free and just hang out with the homies because I just loved being there. Yeah. You know? You know what? That's such an interesting interesting thing. So in my mind, there's two types of intentions, mm-hmm. right? And I really do agree with T-minus. I think intention is really everything. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's two types of intentions. There's the intention of really, really not wanting to do something. And then the intention of I would do this every day for free mm-hmm. with no strings attached because it brings me ultimate joy. Um, I don't know if there's a middle ground to that. I think you, you, we, we sort of tell ourselves, you know, I'll do that. But deep down inside, you really don't. You know, you know what that sounds you like know? to me. You know what that sounds like What's to that? me? A nine to five job that you don't. There you want. go. No, and yeah. exactly. And that right. this is the the uh, this is the method that they've brainwashed us and mm-hmm. taught us to uh, believe that this exactly. is what we have. We have to yes. live our life. Perfect. So yeah. once you understand that and you're mindful of that then you start to think okay well if i don't have to do that Mm -hmm. if i don't have to do the things that i kind of don't want to do then the only other option is to do things i do want to do do. i'm reading that book that Mm -hmm. i took from your house actually how is it so far (laughs) can you whip it out real quick yeah yeah what uh uh, josh can you uh can you show that on the camera real quick successful people do different oh yeah i actually read that in roseville it's so good that's a good book yeah so and what it speaks you, on a lot of like a lot of this shit that we're saying. Yeah, Facts. I mean, I've read that like this front to back so many times. You want to just read like so open much. up and read, read one like, like quick one, like paragraph? One. Yeah, read a little paragraph so we can get this shit. Get fucking, the vibes. Get the vibes get the going. Fucking, uh, third eye open. There you, you know go. What I'm saying there you go. Shit. Focus on getting better rather than being good. Mm. It mm. says, believing you have the ability to reach your goals is important. But so is believing you can get the ability. Mm. Many of us believe that our intelligence, our personality, and our physical aptitudes are fixed. Mm. That no matter what we do, we won't improve. As a result, we focus on goals that are all about proving ourselves rather than developing and acquiring new skills. Mm. Facts. Fortunately, decades of research suggests that the belief in fixed ability is completely wrong. Abilities of all kind are profoundly 
malleable. Mm-hmm. Embracing the fact that you can change will allow you to make better choices and reach your fullest potential. Mm. People whose goals are about getting better rather than being good take difficulty in stride and appreciate the journey as much as the destination. Scream out the name of the book again Mm. one more time for the people. Nine things successful people do differently. Written by, written by. Heidi Grant Hal- Halverson. Halverson. One thing I took away from this book, I'm still reading it, I'm almost done, but one thing I took away is the if-then mindset. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, wow, yeah. Yep. It's like, and, and what does that mean? It's like things that you want to do that you've either like haven't been motivated or procrastinated or it's hard for you to do. The if-then strategy is like, like I've been trying to work out, right? Like, <clears throat> People say I don't need to work out, but mm, I kind of mm-hmm. need to get my shit together. So, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Like I'm not really a gym freak, you know. Yeah. I don't like mornings like that. I'm trying to still get into that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get in the mindset of like go to the gym right. before yeah. work, after work. Anytime I'm in the gym, I feel great. But it's just the idea of actually doing it, getting up and doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is an example where it's like if I wake up an hour earlier than my alarm. I'm gonna then I'm gonna get up and go to the gym. Right. So like that keeps you kind of accountable, and every time you have a if moment, then you do something. Ah, yeah. So if you're feeling like not if, going to the gym, then you then go. No, like to, if yeah. no, like if let's say you have to call somebody, mm. and you're like, fuck, I've been forgetting to call Josh for the last two days. I've just been just so busy. Just do it, right? Just do it. So then you say to yourself, you know what? If I have an extra 15 minutes before my next meeting, then I'm going to call him. Got it. Exactly. It's really great. And and also to add on to that, um, there's this sort of, uh, I don't want to, it's not really a a metaphor or anything, but there's this, um, there's this guy and it's this uh, concept. It's like the two and a half pound concept. So imagine being, having to go to the gym and you've never worked out a day in your life. And your trainer says, we're going to start these routines with you. We're going to get you in shape. We're going to start to do some, uh, you know, um, bench presses. Mm -hmm. But you've never done a bench press in your life. And if you see the the bar, how many pounds is that? uh, 45. 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. So some people struggle with the bar. Mm -hmm. So so the trainer essentially says, we're going to start with the bar. And every week, we're going to go up two and a half pounds. It's not that much. Don't be embarrassed. This is this is your starting from ground zero. And so every week or every other week, they go up two and a half pounds and they do their routines and, and they're getting stronger. And so the two and a half pound thing is, you know, when you apply that to everything in life, you think, wow, I'm allowed to start from ground zero. Mm-hmm. If I never played piano a day in my life and I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm allowed to start from ground zero right. and start with the bar mm. and go two and a half yeah. pounds uh, incrementally every week. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a, a big reason why a lot of us are uh, our own worst enemy, we don't do certain things is because we're operating off of we're not good. fear of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not strong enough or mm-hmm. uh, I'm probably going to suck. And then we tell our brains these things and we believe them and then we we end up not doing them and so Mm -hmm. you know and we all have to practice that every day but you can literally apply that two and a half thing to everything in life Mm -hmm. and you can literally learn anything and accomplish anything you want you can say you know what two and a half rule for crocheting i've never fucking crocheted a day in my life but you know what if i do start now 
And I know I suck, but if I start now and I do it every day, in one year, I'm going to be fucking <laughs> pretty good. Fire. It's kind of like... And there's a I guy, there's a natural guy who did that. a TED Talk. I wish I knew his name. I'll yeah. try to tweet it when I remember. He, he did a TED Talk. It's got millions of views. And he literally applied that rule to his life like 10 years ago. And this guy... Hiked mountains. Right he learned how to crochet. He's he's like yeah. physically fit. He knows like he knows how to play four instruments. He knows like six languages. Wow, it's really Holy insane. Cow. And so that's super powerful yeah. to true. me. That's that's, that's, that's amazing. Like the, yeah. That's like the get good then not. That's get good versus like be good. Because mm-hmm. I see that with myself. I'm trying to like analyze everything that I haven't done or you know things I can change in order to be more successful or do more of the things that. I need to do in order to be successful. So it's like getting better at my melodies. Yeah. Playing the piano more. Mm-hmm. I know I don't practice the piano or my scales as much as I can. I can sit here and you can ask me what's like a flat minor and I'll like it'll take me maybe 2 minutes to think about it, but I I I know it. Mm-hmm. But to play it is like okay, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so I use the if then mentality. It's like yeah. okay, if when I get home, I don't have much work to do at home. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to practice for an hour. Yeah. And it's like reminding myself, because I think that's one thing, too, is we, for certain things, we're like, oh, I'm not good at that. Yeah. But you're not good yet. You got to right. allow yourself to get good. Yeah, exactly. And the pathway to getting good is to hack into repetition. Right. To make something into a habit to yeah. where your subconscious already knows how to do it yeah, yeah. it's like learning an instrument yeah. so true. you know and, and you're when you when a when a person is playing the piano or playing guitar they, they're doing it from their subconscious it's the same part of the brain that's working as if i was driving a car mm-hmm. like when i'm driving when we're it's driving crazy. cars we're not thinking about it we're doing it when we're riding bikes we're right not, our body and our brain our subconscious knows how to do it mm-hmm. and so the trick into is to hack into um allowing for your body and your subconscious to know how to do something effortlessly it's crazy and the the way to hack into that is repetition mm-hmm. you no know, you know what, i'm this is I, i'm sorry you want to say something yeah just real yeah, quick one yeah. thing too that i took away from the book and it just kind of like along the lines of this it's you got to kind of um, remind yourself of something that you did before. And it could be the smallest thing, but something you did before that you didn't know how to do it. And now you're good at it, even if it has nothing to do with what you're doing right now. Like if you learned a video program, like how to mm-hmm. edit videos and you didn't know what you were doing and then you <clears> figured <throat> it out. Now you know how to edit videos. Now you know how to use like Photoshop. You can apply that same thing. I mean, thing. Josh is a perfect example. Right. Oh, yeah. Anything, this guy does everything. Anything. He does everything. Yeah, anything. Even if you, like, <clears throat> didn't know how to fucking write resumes or whatever, and now you can effortlessly do it, yeah. you got to think of that anytime you're trying to get better at something. Like, fuck, no, I'm not good at melodies. Well, remember that time that you didn't know how to plan an event, and now you can fucking do, plan well, You know what? That's literally what I was just going to say. You know what I mean? What's that? I was literally going to say, you know, when we're talking about this, I'm thinking in my head, is like, like now for me doing an event and having a theme and having a content and finding a venue and finding a city and getting it done is like my eyes closed I can do it Yeah. but I remember first getting thrown into like doing parties and stuff and like freaking the F out like just not like what oh my yeah. god like what kind of deal do I have to do with the yeah. venue like mm-hmm. who like what do I charge uh, do I have to make a website like all that stuff I don't even think about it now yeah. it just like I just got it and I just yeah. it just kind of in my brain, it just happens. You know what I'm saying? And, and you're okay if something doesn't work. I'm totally fine with that. I've done a lot of stuff that didn't That's work. That's the key. 
That's and a lot of, but guess what? I learned from it. So next time I do it, I don't do that mistake. Right. I might make another mistake somewhere else. But again, then I learned from that and I fine tunes the process. You know, in the beginning, it was like trying to kind of figure it all out. But then finally, I said, okay, you know what? Let me just find the venue first. That was the first thing, like two and a half pounds. Okay, let me do that. Okay, I found the venue. Okay, now uh, let me have a theme. Okay, let me. Okay, now let me find a graphic designer. To the, okay, yeah. cool. Now let me set up the RSVP link. Cool. Now let me find the host or a DJ. Cool. Let me see who's going to run the door. All right. Cool. Let, who's going to run the security? All right. Great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just kind of from learning. You know, from doing like I don't know how many events I've done, you know, but I'm I'm gonna guess it's right now it's probably in the hundreds or, or something. But like, you know, that only happened because my first twenty or thirty or whatever fifty, I just learned and kind it of started out. to be part of your subconscious. Yes, exactly. Your, your, your body and your mind is starting Dude, to it's so crazy. It's starting to be effortless now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to apply all of this to the little things that. Yep. You know, I want to get better at, like, even getting better at my melodies. Yeah. And, you know, those little things. It's like using the if-then strategy and remembering that one time I didn't know how to do this or do that. And, you know, you got to pat yourself on the back what the book says is remember your success stories. Because yeah. sometimes, yeah. even it's me, man, like, I get so hell-bent on, like, trying to achieve something yeah. and get mm -hmm. better and, like, reach a level. And then it gets stressful. And yeah. then I remember, like, yo, you fucking... Yeah, exactly. I planned my first own event in 2014. Me and my friend at like this venue mm -hmm. on fucking 14th mm -hmm. by Union. Like we just did it ourselves. Big venue, 200. So I remember those little things. Like that. I'm like, yo, remember you did that. Yeah. So you're you capable did. of doing shit. Exactly. You know what the real brain fuck to all of this is? And no pun intended for the word brain. But, uh, you know, you're, we talk about subconscious mind. Right. The subconscious mind is the thing that's uh, sort of like it's like your second brain almost. And the mind and this is scientific proven fact, you know, shout to uh, Joe Dispenza, who I've been studying lately. You guys have seen videos on this, but mm -hmm. Atlas, I don't know if you're up on this. Um, the mind doesn't know the difference between something happening in real life and something that you imagine. That's first of all the first like brain fuck of all time so if you're if you were if uh if you're in fight or flight mode and a panther is chasing you in real life you're you're gonna run right instinctually but if you're in fight or flight in your mind and you're imagining a panda chasing you in your mind your body and your subconscious doesn't know the difference between it happening for real and happening in your mind and so that starts to trigger certain chemicals in your mind and your body. Um, and, you know, all the you know, when you're in fight or flight mode, you know, all of the blood in your body rushes to your limbs. Um, really? Yeah, because uh, the body sends a signal and says, let's put all the blood in the limbs so that you can run faster or fight. Use them to or fight. fight. Oh, so that's tight. if that's all the blood is if all the blood and this is science, that's if all the amazing. blood is going to your limbs, then there's no blood in your circulation. There's no blood in your head. You're not thinking clearly. Um, all the other sort of functions in your body start to shut down. And when you're in that fight or flight mode all day, every day, you, when you're stressed out, it's hard to think. You know, you have start to have brain fog. You start to make really bad decisions. Mm. You start to think certain things that aren't real, mm -hmm. but your mind is so it's this like sort of rabbit hole. It's like the sunken place almost, wow. right? And so when you when you sort of like approach it in that way, that's why it goes back to what we were saying about like doing things that bring you joy, because when you do things that bring you joy, 
you're no longer really in fight or flight. You're able to progress. You're able to go from regression to progression. And you can't progress when you're in fight or flight. Mm -hmm. You just can't. There's there's one way to go when you're in fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Regression. This way, you're going, mm-hmm. you're going down, mm. um, or you're staying in the same place, mm-hmm. and so that's why they say vision boards and envision the future, mm-hmm. envision mm-hmm. yourself, uh, in, you know, uh, in the position that you want to be in, you know, whether you want to be a, a Grammy-winning producer or a millionaire mm-hmm. and own a yacht and have a family, and you, you know, when you start to create this habit of envisioning the things you want, you start to get yourself out of fight or flight mode. And your mind and body is more clear to make the right decisions that ultimately affect your physical world. That totally which makes then sense. makes everything true. And by the way, this is all functioning off of uh, frequency because everything is vibrating. Mm. And so that's why they say, you know, I don't get good vibes from this person, mm. or I got a good vibe from them, or everything's vibe, vibe, wow. vibe. Yo, that song's a vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's because it, it, everything is everything a is vibe. It makes total everything sense. is everything is is vibrating. You know, it's yeah. string theory. Shout to um. Uh, Michio Kaku, one of my favorite scientists of all time, who co-founded string theory, his theory is that every object in the universe, including our thoughts and music, are vibrating at all times, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. Mm-hmm. So if everything's vibrating, we're all sort of in a frequency. So it's just crazy how we have like <coughs> what was it? I think even that video that you yeah were that I showed you guys yeah. showing us it was like you have seventy thousand thoughts in a day. That's crazy. You know that that seventy thousand that makes sense too. Like you know how when they say like. When you're having fun, time flies. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe it's been like two, three hours mm-hmm. already. Because you were like having fun, not thinking, as opposed to like if you're stressed at a job and you're always looking at the clock. Yeah. And it goes really slow. Go slow. I have a couple really, really questions slow. from our um, Yeah, let's do it. Some questions. So I tweeted. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 Tell them your Twitter. Perfection. That's your signature. I love that. My Twitter is the same as IG Love Perfection. So I just started recording a new episode of Lab Chat today. Send over some questions and I'll answer them on air. So Rashad, shout out to Rashad at The Groveness. He writes for Billboard, MTV News, or Hip Hop OK Player, The Source, Revolt TV, a couple of different platforms so he says does the art of sampling matter to newer producers does the art of sampling matter to new producers i guess maybe what he's talking about is like the old school school art of it right 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 um well i think i think that older producers who lived and experienced and appreciated those times appreciate it more Mm -hmm. but I do think there are new producers that know about it Mm -hmm. and also appreciate it right um it's like saying you know do people appreciate uh uh airplane pilots nowadays (laughs) well (laughs) Not really, <laughs> right. but in the 50s, they did. Right. In the 50s, yeah. if you were a fucking airplane pilot, you were a superstar. Right. Right. I, I only know that from the uh, movie. What's um, uh, the, Airplane? You know, you know no, uh, c- uh, catch the, the movie with, uh, what's his name? Um, with, drawing a blank. Oh, the guy who put the airplane no, in the no, river? With uh, Leonardo it? DiCaprio. What is it fucking when he's the pilot? I feel like oh, I don't know. Sometimes about, he's the pilot. Anyway. Uh, I forget I the name of that one. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so that's how I know that <laughs> subconsciously. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I've compared to that. So to answer the question from my perspective, I think less producers 
appreciate it now, but there are still yeah. some that do probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I think I think less um, appreciate mm-hmm. it, but I think people respect it. Catch me if you can. That's what it's called. Catch me Go if ahead. you can. Okay. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like everyone respects it, right? Like, you have to acknowledge the history of hip-hop, the history Mm -hmm. of music, where it came from. Um, But I do think that in this day and age, music is so easy to make music. People make music so quick. People have different methods of, you know, making music, how how they like music. You know, people's taste in music has changed. So Mm -hmm. much in music has changed where I think, like, people respect it, um, but maybe newer producers don't really care for it as much as older producers like you said but I do think there are a lot of them that still sample so it matters to yeah, them every, everyone samples mm-hmm. yeah I think, what I think honestly like I, I get the old school like but when I read that question I take it a completely different way right yeah. so the question says say it one more time what's the uh, question just a question does the art of sampling matter to newer producers and I'm gonna say yeah because the way I see it it's a different Different way of sampling sampling. like back in the day you had to go to the record store you had to dig in the crates you had to go bring it home and put it on the record player now they're doing it but they're going to blap kits and buying a sample pack they're They're going to so they're going through the melodies they're just doing it in in a different way way. you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying so due to technology and stuff they're going to Frank it does matter they're going to Frank Deuce they're going to Tracklib or whatever they're going to so like it does matter they just doing, doing it in a, it different, in a way. different way That's true. you know what i'm yeah. saying so i would say yes cool so the next one from dk boom bap and he's an avid um oh yeah yeah shout out, out DK. dk um followers so he says i want to know if it's necessary for producers to be on social media as i find it hard to master the craft with all of the distractions and i would like your pov on this I realize that producers need to brand themselves and whatnot, but I want to know how to find a balance. Love it. If you're not yeah. on social media, you're missing millions and millions and millions exactly. of opportunities. Josh, we can cue those questions up yeah, too. I think, yeah, I think we're, we're doing choice thing. I think it's the latter again, kind of yeah. like what we're saying, because social media can be distracting. Oh, yeah. I think like you, ha- we have to learn how to use it to our advantage yeah. and how to take a step back from it. Because I've realized that too, like a lot of what we do now is on social media mm-hmm. we still network with people we still go out but mm-hmm. you have to tweet you have to post your content yeah. you're networking with people online mm-hmm. but like there is also a lot of bullshit that comes with social media so you got to kind of balance what you're bringing in from it right and Let how me, much time you're investing i'm going to give you guys a quick and dirty of of my opinion and yeah. also what i recommend okay so step number one with, in terms of social media, and I'm only going to speak from the perspective of the music producer. This, some of this might apply to an aspiring artist too, or whatever um, industry you're trying mm-hmm. to pursue. So, to me, step number one is to only follow people that bring you, you joy. Mm-hmm. And if World Star brings you joy, <laughs> then follow World Star. But I, I'm going to take it a step further. World Star bringing you joy could turn into a, a distraction very easily. Yeah. So I would recommend only following accounts that inspire you, like you said, um, Abian. Um, so accounts that inspire you. You know, any sort of negative thought or negative imagery, I would recommend omitting all of those things because it goes back to what I said earlier. If you're following toxic account, toxic accounts that are posting really you know, um, gruesome and, and, and negative things. Like I said, your brain doesn't know the difference between it happening. When you, when you see something crazy, mm-hmm. 
Uh, we've all experienced it. You, you, it changes your mood. It changes 100%. your entire. It, it can really fuck your day up mm-hmm. if you if you see something that mm-hmm. bothers you. And so, step number one: if you're trying to reach happiness and joy and success, only follow accounts that bring you joy. I would recommend inspirational stuff. Um, you know, uh, f- comedy stuff mm-hmm. that's funny, just mm-hmm. uh, things that evoke. Um, positive emotions Mm -hmm. joy and laughter and inspiration those are like top three uh the second step is to not to worry too much about the uh, rules and regulations of instagram and not pressuring yourself Mm -hmm. my my whole thing with instagram is post up uh things that reflect who you are but also post up things that you want to envision yourself to become Mm -hmm. uh and you know you're sort of treating instagram like your vision board Mm -hmm. right and i'm not saying to like go rent like a fucking (laughs) like bmw and like take a photo in front of it and say yeah i got money right unfortunately people do that and they also like i saw some shit real quick that people like they like have this website where they pay for it so they can photoshop themselves in like yeah, a different uh, country. Yeah, like, are no, you kidding uh, that's me? that's insane. So but you know, treat Instagram like your vision board, and also treat Instagram like you're telling a story. You mm-hmm. know, if you want to engage with your followers, give them a story to follow and a story to give a fuck about. Because so true. They not only do they follow you as an aspiring music producer or rapper or whatever, but they also follow Beyonce mm-hmm. and her content takes precedence over your little picture of your latte saying hey Mm -hmm. blah 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 or like your picture of like a shitty grainy picture of Mm -hmm. like your speaker yo I'm in the lab hit me up Mm. the quality isn't there the emotion isn't there the story isn't there so you're not going to get that like you're not going to get those comments so you have to in a way sort of quality wise compete with the best that are out there but tell your own story mm-hmm. and make sure your shit is visually appealing mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you gotta tell a good story it's mm-hmm. like watching mm-hmm. the Avengers or Game of Thrones and, and and feeling the quality of that and then pitting that against like some ind- independent flick with like no budget which one's gonna pull you mm-hmm. in more dude right? it's so yeah. it's so true because just to add to what Il's saying is I see, usually it's artists that do this, but I have seen producers that do this too. And when I see it, if they're people I work with or that, that I personally know, I'll say something to them. Um, not on social media, but I'll call them. But like what they do is there's this thing of deleting all your pictures and then like having one or two or three <laughs> pictures up. I'm like, bro, you just deleted your whole story. Yeah. Like, I don't know your who whole you, resume. I don't know yeah. who you are now. I go to your page and I see three pictures. And yeah, you might have 10,000, 100,000 followers or, or, or 500 followers. But like, I don't know who you, I'm confused. I go to your page on your Instagram and I see, and then you're always like deleting and pulling and deleting. It's like, okay, I've deleted posts before. I get it but here and there. Okay. But like, why delete everything? Like, yeah. like, how do you, I mean, yeah, you could archive it and bring it back and do that. But like, you just missed, like you, you want people to go back on your Instagram and yo, I remember yo, when he was at this point and it's like, like ill, you said, it's almost like your timeline of mm-hmm. like, even on my Instagram, you can go back and literally see from my first post till now, Yeah, you see the progression. Yeah. 
you can literally see it as it goes and like I would never want to delete that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think it's just really using social media to your advantage to push your craft and you know utilizing kind of like what you said the methods to use it to make you happier and learn know when to step away from it to yes. work on your craft because yeah. his yes. his his side of it was also he finds it hard to master his craft as a producer with distractions like social media oh. so it's like distract I mean he might be looking at it too much yeah Biggest so it's like find, yeah. find yeah. time to put the phone down like right. when you're looking when you're at airplane mode yeah. Alice you do that I do that all the time mm-hmm. I'm an airplane, airplane mode, mode yeah. master like if use the if then strategy mm-hmm. like if I have a couple of hours to work on my music today then I'm gonna put my phone away if I have two hours to spare for my music then I'm gonna put my phone away at that yeah. time you know or you know you guys can try if let's say your goal is five beats per day and you wanna go airplane mode do airplane mode and you know it's like drugs you mm-hmm. don't want to go cold turkey but you wean yourself off of it mm-hmm. right so you say you know what i'm going to start at noon and by 8 p.m i'm going to do five beats so i'm going to go to airplane mode right now and i'm going to make my beat and then after i make my first beat then you're gonna go back. i'm going to take a little break i'm going to check real i'm going to give myself five, five minutes, minutes. Mm-hmm. yeah and you have to give yourself time i'm going to go get right. some water you're right i'm going to go get some sun Maybe smoke a little whatever, mm-hmm. check my shit, back to airplane mode, beat number two. Yeah. So a reward yeah, system. It, yeah, it gives yeah. you, and, you know and, what I mean? and you mm-hmm. also need to like, like you said, it's a reward because you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to spend eight hours and because you're right. going to be like, Drain this is not out. realistic. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, so it's, you kind of got to give and take, but limit yourself. I find yeah. when I put numbers on things, it helps because if you just say, yeah, let me just scroll through Instagram and, you know, whatever. Yeah, nah. You're going to scroll for half an hour because, yeah. you know, you go from <laughs> yeah. profile to profile yeah. to profile to profile. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, give yourself time. Fact. All right. So we have exactly. A, A's, A-Y-Z. What up, A's? He says, would Shout be dope A's. if you guys talked about song structure in 2019. Seems like songs are getting shorter and shorter, sometimes sure. dropping entire verses and bridges altogether. Okay. So here's my opinion on it. Yes, you are correct that songs are getting shorter. Bridges are sort of not really a yeah. thing lately. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. Uh, it's going to sound just like my last answer. Uh, tell a story in the music. Mm-hmm. But why think, do you think it's getting like that, though? It doesn't matter why. Mm-hmm. Here's, I think as a music creator, you shouldn't let the top 100, hot 100 billboard dictate your approach to telling mm-hmm. your story in the music. If you don't hear Bridges on the top hot 100 do some fucking bridges you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think we have to get out of this habit of letting the top 100 billboard Mm -hmm. or whatever dictate our creative process and we're all guilty of that Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be influenced and to follow trends and do it in your own way blah 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 that's all cute and fine but in terms of song structure to me song structure is a three minute or two minute or four minute movie and a good movie is a movie where we get tied into the characters Mm -hmm. and we care about people, right? A good movie is a movie where we get introduced to a character and we love, we care about that character enough to want to know what happens, right? That's a good story. Mm -hmm. And so in song structure, uh, a character could be a piano riff intro. And that intro comes on in the beginning and then for the verses that character goes away and then maybe that progression comes back in in the pre-hook and the hook and the hook is the payoff Mm -hmm. right and so the hook could be uh, an instrument or a chord progression that comes back in 
where uh, there's like a payoff where like in a movie it would be the character falls in love with the girl or the character gets revenge right some type of payoff mm-hmm. right and that's what we love about uh, or that's what we don't love about the final season of Game of Thrones because the payoff was pretty trash but um, <laughs> but, but no, no, nonetheless so and a bridge is a plot twist right facts which should be pleasing to the ear so Ad, I know you know all about this because you're a songwriter right mm-hmm. what are do you agree what are your thoughts I, on I'm a hundred yeah million percent on board it kind of reminds me when we when we used to do like the feedback fridays where they submit and we would like always talk about song structure and telling a story and having like an intro a middle a bridge and then like kind of an ending so like people know what they're listening to or can envision or feel like they're involved in mm-hmm. the story and and i think that goes to the same thing but i also think two things i think what's happening is again with technology and everything advancing is people's attention shorter, spans are getting absolutely. shorter right. so what's happening is you know, they're on their phone, they'll listen to it for X, Y, Z, and then they're swiping or going to the next, the next playlist or this and that. Right. And also on top of that, I think radio mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it also because <laughs> they're they're the ones playing it. Yeah, you know. So they're getting more songs, you know, getting played in a shorter amount yeah, of time to reach whatever. You know, it's you interesting. Know. I went to Summer Jam and me and my guy were talking about that with Flex. He was he played at least like twenty songs in a matter of like six minutes. Right. It's like he'll play like 30 seconds of the song next. Right. 30 seconds of the song next. So I think, like you said, it's people's attention span. Mm-hmm. It's also playlisting now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where people are skipping, you know skipping, what? skipping. I actually low-key kind of disagree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Here's my approach on it. Mm-hmm. I think you guys have it backwards, mm-hmm. to me at least. I don't think playlisting and people's attention spans being short and radio DJs have anything to do with the reason why songs are short. I think the real reason why songs are short nowadays is because, this is going to sound fucked up, it's because people are just straight up lazy. They're either lazy or they're not People producing. Like they're not... You mean like the... the, the us. The kids it's, it's, these no, days? No, no, like, no. It's, it's our fault. It's right. the songwriters, the producers, mm-hmm. the artists. Mm-hmm. You... When you're an artist and you can make a song without a bridge and it'll take you 15 minutes to make it and mm-hmm. be a two and a half minute song and you do that once and it goes platinum, you're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take the time to make it necessarily the best song. Not saying that like the best song needs a bridge, mm-hmm. but I think less effort is going into right. the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm a producer and I work with song. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The process is easier, so the songs are shorter because we are not or don't have to push it to the max. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of truth going into the idea that the quality of music is suffering, although there is amazing music out there as well. But I think the overall... It's shortening. So then that goes back to the technology. Because it could. Because it could. if you can do it that quickly, like again, back in the day it was anything that was analog, you gotta well, go listen, to tape a, and the this. Play, a play you're right, but a playlist the playlist isn't DJs will play a five minute song. They'll play the first minute. Right. Right. 
But you could have a four-minute but, but, but I'm not talking about playlisting. I'm talking right. about the process of the making process. the music. Right, the technology. But the technology yeah. also, yeah. are people listening to music that's five, six minutes long? If it's a great song, yes. Yeah. But you're not going to listen to a song like an album with 14 songs that each song is five minutes. You're going to be skimming through, right? But to right? me, I don't think I mean, creators, might, I don't I think creators are, are making their music based off of the fact that, you know what, people don't really listen to music. Let's do a two-minute song. Right, I, right, think right. I think some are. are. I think some are. I think some are. I think both are true. Mm. I think some are, which to me is so unfortunate mm-hmm. as a creator. Right. I, I'm like, make a, an amazing song that takes mm-hmm. me on a journey. Mm-hmm. But then I think there's also others that do it because they're, they're just straight up yeah. lazy mm-hmm. or they don't have to, which yeah. is also fine, I guess, if streams and, and, and plaques is your intention. But to me, it's it's the music. And I'm not saying like a two minute song is bad. I love Old Town Road. Me that too. song's I like that it song is literally a minute and fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I think it's a minute and fifty eight. Yeah. yeah, the original original version, and I love that song. Mm-hmm. You have, so you have you know. to look at it like even with the internet, right? How long before a page doesn't load are you on to the next one? Oh, like fucking point two seconds. seconds. Yeah, two seconds. Same with you know music. me. I'm faster than that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing. Yeah. All right, next question. We can talk about that all day. Yeah, I love these questions. This um, is good. Uh, Leo Adonis Management MGMT says what are some ways you try to push yourself creatively just trying new things like for me it's just try new things yeah just changing my approach if I'm used to like doing something the same way I'll try to do it the opposite you know just opening up new sounds playing with new sounds you know new patterns yeah listen I'm not a producer but again Roll disco party, just come to something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just be creative and think of I'm something. I'm excited for that. That's and, gonna be and, mad and fun. Let me, let me, let me guess that uh-huh. that idea popped up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, and and as Literally. soon as it popped up, you envisioned it, mm-hmm. and the vision was exciting, super exciting. And then you decided to do it. Yeah. See, exactly. see that pattern. Say it one more time, Mel. See that pattern. Say it one more time. It came, it came out of nowhere. Right. Actually, it didn't come out of nowhere. Right. It was your subconscious feeding it up. Correct. To your conscious saying, you should say this out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, boom, step one, you thought of it. Mm-hmm. You envisioned it without even trying. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You didn't even try. It you just were came like, to me. holy yeah. shit. You played it yep. in your mind. Yeah, because from a childhood, you I felt imagined it. Yeah. the rink. Yeah, you imagined Everything. people skating. Yes, holding the, hands. The lights, doing, yeah, the yeah. disc of the afros, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? The mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. And then you told yourself, I can do this. Yep. And I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is going to bring me joy if I can manifest that vision. Mm-hmm. And it happened in a matter of what? One minute. Oh, yeah. 30 exactly. seconds. Th- literally. You decided to do it in 30 seconds. Yo, and then the crazy, and you know what the next step, what the next step from that was? What was that? Venue, date, and then finding the skates. Yeah, you know? And, you and want, all that is done. You want to know why it's going to work? All that is done. Because those, that step four yeah. is already in your subconscious. You know how to do it. Talk to him, man. Talk, you hear this man over here? Talk to him. You hear this man over here? Hey, we got this the my new <laughs> dance. He got the hands. <laughs> See that? Oh, man. I don't know what that is. That's fire. So we got Beats by Slums. Oh, Beats by Slums. I see him on Twitter. What yeah. new project are you looking forward to and why? What new project Ooh. am I looking forward to? Mine, motherfucker. There you go. Talk to him, Mill. Mine, Facts. motherfucker. 
Yours I has such no, no, let's great not talk about it. No, I know, we're not, I know. What project? The, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's just say that. Let's just say vibes. I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. Your beats. I'm, 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 your beats. I'm excited beats. about this stuff beats. I'm working on. There you go, your beats. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Your beats are fire, bro. They're okay. I'm still trying to get better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of projects. Yeah, Friend, me too. Projects of friends. I have so many friends that are working on great music. So many. Um, I'm ready for Rihanna, Rick Ross, Big Sean. I want some new Drake. Yes, yes, um, yes. I want to see what Nicki Minaj has been doing. She's been really yes. quiet. Yes. Um, who else? There's so many people. I'm actually looking forward to Lil Nas X's. Um, me too. Yeah, me, really, too. me too. He sounds fire. Are you like tell? those um, clips. I'm, I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. My friend too. Business Boy, he's a producer. I want to get him Shout up here when Boy. he's out here. Yeah. Um, Did he produce that? He's on his um, yeah. album. Oh, on the album. He, okay. He's he's done a lot of good. good a lot stuff. of good shit. Um, I'm excited for party next door. Where mm-hmm. are you? P and D. Yeah, just a couple a, a couple people that have anything been for you at quiet. anything. Specific? Honestly, I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan. So Bruno, oh does, yeah, Bruno. Just, Bruno is a movie. I'm time. just waiting for it. Bruno yeah. is a zoovie. Zoovie. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Ed Sheeran's collaborations project. I think oh, I didn't even know he had it. Yeah, nice. Uh, a couple weeks, I think. Mm, yeah. Pretty soon, maybe this Friday. I don't know. Do you but, know who's on it right now? Uh, they released a single with Chance, which is great. All the all those little teasers he put out sound mm. fire. So, and Ed's one of my favorites. So, what else? Um, lyric on the beat says, "My question what is." What up, lyric? Lyric. Are you doing blabber crap today? Because I sent a new beat in. Yes, we are <laughs> actually, and that's oh, the baby. perfect segue dun, 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 dun. into blab or crap. Blab or crap. All right, guys, here we go. You already know what's about to happen. This is uh, the segment in our podcast where uh, we shit on you. The best segment. Shit on you. The best segment. Okay, this is what we're about to do, guys. We're doing blapper crap. So, what's going to happen is we're going to go into our email. uh, We're going to choose your beat submissions at random that you guys emailed to us. And we're going to play the beat. And if we like the beat, we're going to give you a blap. If we don't, we're going to give you a crap. And we might give you a little constructive criticism uh, on the track. So if you want to submit your beat for this segment, email your MP3 attachment to um, info at blapchat.com. B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T.com. Info at blapchat.com. Subject line, blap or crap. That's very important. Submit one MP3. So here we go. Our first submission the homie lyric lyric alright let's get it All right, So, did you say was it lyric on the beat lyric on the beat mm-hmm. yeah okay so that's actually a different lyric than our lyric okay got it yeah so this is lyric on the beat um, yeah can you double check because I want to make sure we got the right one um lyric on the beat since he yeah lyric on had a request. the beat lyric okay, on yeah. the beat so okay. lyric li- lyric uh, there's a different lyric okay uh, that I was talking about earlier but this is uh, also another cool lyric I met him in London, I believe, or it might have been Berlin. So here's Lyric on the Beat for submission. Let's go.
keep it going. Right, right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. Maybe it comes in here. No, come on. Give me those hats. How much of a difference that makes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was almost a blap for me. Mm. Damn. Come on, Lyric. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. I gotta crap it. No hi, I need those hats. I need those hats to speak to me, but I liked everything else. Yeah, that wasn't a bad beat. I'm gonna crap it. There was something about it that made it questionable for me. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't a bad beat though. It wasn't a bad beat. Maybe it was you know, it was it was almost like there for me too. I was like, I want when if the first ten seconds, fifteen twenty, I was like, okay, yeah, I was there, and then it just. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was not having the hi-hats. Maybe that was it. But something just kind of deflated a little bit. Yeah. Like, I wasn't feeling it as much. I I, I think the hi-hats, because when you started doing it with, like, doing the notes, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's picking it up a little bit. Yeah, sounds. And also, I felt like like I knew what was going to happen. Like, it was kind of repetitive. Like, he kind of just, like, repeated those two parts or whatever. Um, damn, very close lyric. Close. Uh, very close, but I'm going to have yeah, to crap that one. And shout out to Lyric because, uh, yeah. again, I met him in Europe and he mm-hmm. played some heat. Mm-hmm. So there's two lyric on There's the two beat? lyrics. Yeah, there, No, there's lyric lesson or lyric. Um, it's not lyric on the beat. Lyric on the beat is another lyric. Not we yes, never played lyric on the beat? We're probably the other one. Yeah. The other lyric. All right, our last submission for today. Unfortunately, we only have time for two. Uh, our last, uh, second and last submission for today is by Eze. E-Z-E. Okay. Eze. Eze. <laughs> I feel like I'm scheming. <laughs> or I'm trying to figure out Yo, if I want. You're scheming? Scheming. I feel like I feel like if I'm like, like I'm trying to decide <laughs> like on like like Pop Tarts or Cheerios with with oat milk or two percent whole milk. There's something I'm not mad at. It. Selling a story. Those little drops. Even Selling the a round story. two fight. That was cool. But Selling a just... story. Perfect. I mean, come on. Of course you're going to like this. Perfect. <laughs> no, don't, don't, use tag, don't use my tag, bro. Don't use my tag, bro. Don't use my tag, bro. I'm going to crap you. You just use perfection's tag. Don't use my tag, a... bro. Damn. Okay. Perfection, start that off, man. I don't know. Um... You know, I wasn't mad at it mm-hmm. until he used my tag. Now nah, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity! I'm just being a dick. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad at it. Um, I'm gonna, cool yeah, I'm gonna crap it. Um, but it wasn't a bad. Beat. He was telling a story. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I needed more movement. I was expecting yeah. more movement. Like he had a certain bounce that I thought was cool and like mysterious, but there was something missing. Yeah, totally. I agree. I'll keep mine short. Just, I'm gonna crap it, but uh, yeah, there's something missing, but definitely had super potential. Uh, very emotional track, it was cool. Need a little more, 
Yep. I'm going to crap it. I, you know what was missing, in my opinion, was a rolling 808. Because, uh-huh, like, you and because, because the bass, he was going like, doom, 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 like matching <laughs> yeah. what the chord progression was. So it kind of just, like, was, wasn't really moving around. It wasn't really dynamic. <laughs> you know? But if he had was doing, like, like doing stuff like that and giving us some movement in the back end, yeah. in the low end, then that would have really popped for me. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm going to crap Agreed. it. Agreed. Yeah. Guys, such a good episode today. Amazing. Let's episode. give ourselves a round of applause Let's do it. here. Blap chat. Let's give Jay Jules a round of applause too. Jay Jules in the building. Josh, Jay Jules. Josh, we do it. We never do this, but shout to Sound Lab. Yeah, uh, Cass, facts. Cass Sound Lab. Lab. Shout uh, out to Cass Sound Lab. Cass Sound Lab. Uh, Cass Sound Lab has been our home Holding for at least down. the past two years, yep. and. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's they do such a great job, man. So shout to preach, man. Shout Thank out you to for preach. The hospitality. Um, shout to also shout to Jay Jules, man, mm-hmm. for you know that just, dude uh, being 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 you. Just, for wearing, <laughs> I mean, cool shirts, wearing cool shirts, growing his hair out, Look having at him, dope man. beats. Like yeah. I said, Jay Jules does it all, and you guys Everything. should follow him. Can you put it on the video right now, like this? Ready, <laughs> Jay Jules. And if I let and me then, see, and then Josh, ready. Close it out. Close it, yeah. Follow J Jules. Which is J Y J W L Z. I got it right, right? It's on the you screen. See? Which is just J Jules without the vowels. That's the only way I remember yeah, it. Exactly. J Jules without the vowels. Guys, we appreciate you so much. Shout to all of our creators out there. Keep the pedal to the metal. Please. Stay finding joy. Stay doing this because you love it. Never give up. All the all the fucking cliche shit that mm-hmm. you've heard to a certain extent, very, very much so works. And um, we appreciate all of our subscribers. So if you're um, not subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. Hit us up on social media at BlapChat, B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T. Mm-hmm. Holler at us. And, you know, ask questions, any comments you guys have. Leave mm-hmm. them in the comment section. Anything you guys want us to talk about, do not hesitate to hit us up. Rex. We will see you guys next week. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>